Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. Bye, guys. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Hello, everybody. This is Brandon Bishop, and this is the Brandon Bishop Podcast, an extra bonus, super forbidden secret nugget of a uh, episode. It's mail time. And yes, that is from Blues Clues. I also use that on the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast. I get a lot more wrestling-related questions than I do uh, normal, real-life like experience questions on this podcast. This is my outlet. This is my... Uh, attempt of being a nicer person on the outside of the podcast, but on the inside, I get to voice my actual concerns and my actual opinions. Uh, and apparently you people are listening. We got uh, every episode gets more and more listeners. So that's really cool. Thank you for all of that. I really appreciate it. And, uh, but I've got, uh, I narrowed it down to 10. So we're going to play 10 questions together. I know it's supposed to be 20 questions, but we're, we're going to cut that in half. I ain't got all damn night. We're going to play 10 questions, and uh, they're coming from you. Some of them are stupid uh, but relevant, and uh, others are just ignorant but stupid. Does that make any sense? <laughs> I, they're the best ones. They're the ones that I actually have talking points on. Like, I mean, literally, the first question by Addie, or is it Abby? Addie? I know an Abby that I hope it's by, but uh, uh, Addie. It's Addie. There's Ds in the middle. So A-D-D-Y, Addie. Uh, this is how we're going to start. Okay. This is, <laughs> there are some really good questions on here, but this is not one of them. Uh, but I can talk about it for a second. It's a good, it's a good curtain jerker. It's a good, you know, initial, just we're getting our feet wet. Let's get going into this thing. It's not going to be a long podcast, not going to be hours. So it's just nice, a nice little quick, uh, opener. That's what it is. It's, it's the opening act. And, uh, here it is. Addie wants to know what's my favorite pizza. Like seriously, Addy, you're, you're, we got a podcast here that reaches, you know, anybody who can listen to a podcast and you're going to ask me who's, I'm a very low line celebrity, what my favorite pizza is, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to take it seriously. My favorite pizza that I've ever had in my entire life is a thin crust of Giorno's pizza. I'm kidding. It's not that at all. Um, I have to say we filmed in Chicago one time. Two, I'm going to give you two. It's tied for, tied for the top two. I filmed, in, filmed Go There, Eat That in Chicago one time, and we filmed at a place called Lou Malnati's, not Illuminati's, but Lou Malnati's uh, Pizza on State Street in Chicago. I know they got like about 40-some-odd locations around the city, but it's a Chicago-based uh, pizza joint, and they, they have Chicago-style pizza that's absolutely... Go to a TV, ASYTV.com, and... Uh, Check out the episode. I think it's Chicago and there's another city involved there. But it's absolutely a fantastic pizza. And somebody's yelling outside my damn window. What is some kid? It's 8 o'clock at night, kid. Shut the hell up. Seriously, shut the fuck up. Not in the mood to deal with people yelling outside my window. I'll reach to that screen and slap you. Okay, anyways, that's, that's the negativity for this. Actually, no, it's not, because I've seen some of these other questions. Uh, but yeah, Lou Malnati's Chicago-style pizza. It, they made it right in front of me because we were filming it, and the, the crust was just pressed into this. It's a very violent like uh, 
very uh, just brutal process to make these pizzas. They pressed the dough in there, and then they smashed the sausage on the bottom of it. And oh, actually, it was cheese first. They like, smushing the cheese down, and the sausage on top of that. And then they squeeze these they cold tomatoes, and they make sauce right in their hands, with, squeezing it right on top. A little bit of Parmesan cheese, stick it in the oven. Best damn pizza I've ever had. Until I went to Breckenridge. Now, this one's a little weird. We filmed another episode in Breckenridge at a place called Piante Pizza. Uh, holy crap. It's a vegan joint. Everything's vegan. The crust, everything is vegan. And uh, it, it was just absolutely amazing. They brought out like three different pizzas. All of them were as, amaz- as amazing as the last one. Uh, I know you may think, what, vegan cheese? What? There's no meat on it? Uh, trust me. You won't care after you bite into a slice at Piante Pizza. So those two pizzas are my two favorite pizzas. See, I took it seriously. I mean, I almost slapped a kid in the process of doing it. So there's that. But I took the question seriously. I mean, you've got qu- you could ask me anything, penis size. You could ask, and I'll tell you. <laughs> I will. I'm very. This is my open book. Okay. If you wanted to know any of that stuff, I will tell you who the best you know sex I've ever had was. What was the best you know taco is more important than sex. It's definitely more important than pizza, but maybe you're just a pizza holic and you really wanted a recommendation and you'll go to both of these places and, and do them business. You'll mention my name and be like, Brandon sent me here. They'll be happy. Everyone's happy. So I guess it wasn't such a bad question after all. Second question from uh, Jamie is that my handwriting is so shy. I write these down I get them and then I write them down because I don't have any more room on my dry erase boards and I'm tired of saving stuff and having all these open windows on my computer. So I'm just, I write them down. I saw you at Colorado Springs Comic Con. That's creepy. Um, who was the coolest celebrity that you met there? I, you know, I did, usually I've done these guys. I've done the press stuff. I've filmed shows with them. I've helped them promote it. Uh, it was a pain in the ass to get a hold of them this time, which is kind of weird. It's like, who else do you want there? We were supposed to do a booth, and they denied us. Like, my son's the youngest published author in the country. He's a bigger celebrity than I am. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to belch into the mic here. Oh, and I failed. Um, and you're going to deny him a, 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 vent, a you know, a spot? Like, what do you... That's craziness. I would bring more people than most of these celebrities would. So would he. Anyway, I'm not extremely happy with him at the moment, but hopefully they'll make it up to me next year, like they said they would. <sighs> anyway, um, who was the coolest celebrity this year? I mean, there was not... I mean, William Shatner was there, but I only... I literally talked to him for 30 seconds. I was going to have him FaceTime my mom... And wish her a happy birthday, but it, he got busy. It didn't happen. These things don't happen sometimes. Kevin Nash is cool as hell. I've met him before. He's a big pro wrestler, uh, huge in the 90s, and uh, he's just one of the coolest people on earth. Uh, so I guess him. I didn't get a chance to talk to Booker T, who was also there. But outside of those, there wasn't a whole lot of like, like Robert England was there. I didn't get a chance to speak to him. Usually I go around and interview all of them. I've interviewed everyone from Tom Sizemore to, you know, the Super Troopers guys who we did an episode to go there, eat that. I'm sorry, the drink with. Um, I've Lou Diamond Phillips, you know, I mean, <laughs> Ray Mysterio. I, I've done Rick Flair. We've, you know, people from The Walking Dead, you know, cultural icons. I've gotten a chance to interview all of them and get to talk to them, get to know them. But this time I really wasn't filming anything. And I just kind of, uh, just wandered around and just said hi to people. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess, I guess this year would be Kevin Nash or William Shatner. I didn't really get to know anybody, but I've gotten to meet some great people. That's how I met Amy Dumont. That's why we do the UFO show. I met her at a Comic-Con or Colorado Springs Comic-Con. Uh, there's another one, Jen, 
She wants to know uh, what my favorite 90s bands were. These are weird questions, man. It's like they they wanted to ask something, but then they're like, oh, shit, I don't have anything important to ask. Uh, let's see. Oasis is on the radio. So uh, favorite 90s bands. Yeah, that's what I'll ask them. Uh, I'm just kidding, Jen. And I, and you know, oh, she spells her name J-I-N-N. I know who this is. Uh, my favorite 90s bands, honestly, if it wasn't for Sponge, Cake, Weezer, and uh, you know, bands like that, that whole 90s alternative rock thing that happened, uh, I probably wouldn't have gotten through basic training. And <laughs> I, I had tapes back then, even like Marilyn Manson and stuff. Um, I fell in love with Cake so much. Um, there's a band called The Trash Brats from Detroit. Fell in love with them. Sponges from Detroit. I've actually interviewed them on this show before, Vinny. Uh, they're still making albums and still touring and still doing stuff. I uh, love the hell out of them. Big Wreck is a band that I'll recommend to any rock fans. Um, and, and, and kids, if you're under like 25 or maybe even under 30 at this point, a band is something that, okay, check this out. There's a bunch of people, like sometimes three, sometimes four or five, maybe six or seven. They have these things called instruments, like guitars drums, bass guitars, and they have vocal talent that they don't need to hook up to a auto-tune machine or I, I Pro Tools or any of that stuff. Uh, and then they play these instruments with something called talent, and they play them all together in unison to create something called a song or music. Now, you may have heard the word music as pertain to this downloaded bullshit that you have made so popular that the music industry is forcing into your brain and you're not smart enough to reject it in lieu of actual talented musicians like sponge or big wreck. So I would recommend you do this. And I know it's not your fault. You're a product of the machine. Uh, go out the next time, like, uh, you know, do some research, find a good band, you know, just bands out there that are shit, pure garbage. Um, but go out and find a good band, a good reputable band that's coming to town. It doesn't have to be super heavy metal. It doesn't have to be anything. It could be a hip-hop band. It could be just something with drums, bass, guitar, maybe keyboards, and talented people playing them. Watch them live. Feel that energy of the unison of the band and absorb it and appreciate it. Because the shit that you're downloading right now is absolutely garbage. And that's not old man Brandon talking. That's not angry, bitter Brandon talking whatsoever. No, it's knowledgeable Brandon who's been playing instruments and singing for over three decades or two decades at this, two and a half decades at this point. I know what I'm talking about. There's this guy on YouTube called No Life Shack, like No Life S-H-A-Q. Look him up. Yeah, he listens to a lot of the downloaded rap bullshit, you know, beats, whatever the hell it is, the DJ stuff. Yeah, he checks that out too. But once in a while, he'll listen to like a good like band, like a Pantera or like a Leonard Skinner, or, you know, something like that, like with actual musicians. And his reactions are priceless. He's it's a little staged, I think, at this point because it, he caught on and it's you know he's pretty popular on, on YouTube now. But his reactions are genuine because he's never and I, and I understand a lot of you are in the same boat he's never heard actual musicians play and he's smart enough and he's receptive enough to appreciate it so I love this guy I love watching him uh when he's doing the rock stuff I, don't, I could care less about the rap or the electronical shit or any of that stuff I'm not a country music fan I'm not a any of that stuff but at the same time 
you know, I respect anybody who plays, I don't care what the music genre is. I, I respect anybody who plays an instrument and actually has talent, musical talent. My son's playing violin and guitar at the moment because I want him to be one of them. He loves to sing. He's got a beautiful voice and talent. So it's an outdated thing at this point. Everyone just likes to push a button and there's music. Well, guess what? You're not a musician. You're a button pusher. Stop it. But yeah, those are my favorite 90s bands. <laughs> okay, here's where it gets fun. Um, oh, this isn't. Okay. Number five is from April. Um, April. I'm trying to remember who these people. I only wrote down first names. Um, oh, April. I know April. <laughs> April. Um, hi, April. Long time, April. Oh, yeah. Okay, you call yourself a minimalist. What does that mean? I think I must have, I guess I mentioned that on the show or something before. Uh, I'm a minimalist, which means I don't really need fancy shit. I don't need a huge house. I don't need a super brand new sports car. I don't need top of the line anything except for food. Um, A minimalist is just somebody who I'm happy with traveling and the experiences that I get from a side TV and watching my son grow into being a man and, and things like that. I enjoy those things much more. Like when I see somebody come up and brag about a brand new pickup truck, I got a brand new pickup truck. It's got uh, dualies in the back and it's a, an F950 and it's a most powerful goddamn truck and God's green earth. If you're bragging about that, I, to me, I don't give a shit. I think it's a polluting mega structure that needs to be melted down into something more reasonable. Now, if you have like a construction company and you're hauling big rig, you know, big things, then yeah, it makes sense. But if you're just some douchebag with a small penis that just decided to go out and buy the biggest, baddest, most powerful truck in God's green earth, then you're whatever, I mean, do what you makes you happy. But at the same time, it's not impressive at all. People kind of look at you and laugh at this point. If you're cold rolling with the thing, you know, shooting out exhaust into people's windows and stuff, then, you know, please take that truck and crash it into a lake and hopefully it drowns. And I I don't want you to drown, but I want you to learn a lesson from it. And uh, yeah, I don't care about your truck. I don't care about your, I had a six bedroom house at one point. I had a brand new, you know, car at one point. I've had all of these things at one point and it, it never made me any happier than I am right now. I drive an old Ford Taurus right now. I live in a very small apartment, so I don't care about, you know, your big fancy shit. It's good for you if, that was, if that's what makes you happy, but I think you need to look in the mirror and look at your life and reevaluate uh, the word happy because that's not it. Stuff isn't it. Experience, memories, love. I know I sound like a hippie, but whatever. Hippies got it made. That's what, uh, that's what your life should be about. Okay, here's another one. Man, my phone is blowing up today. Okay. Oh, here's a good angry one. You put down the pharmaceutical industry but it keeps people alive and healthy. Don't you think that's worth paying for? From uh, Chantel, S-H-A-N-T-E-L, Chantel. I don't know any Chantels that spell their name like that. I do know a Chantel who's in the medical field, and she's awesome. She wouldn't say something like that. Um, Is it worth paying for? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody should have it paid for. Why, Why on earth would you accept the fact that being healthy and being alive and receiving care is, is a luxury. It's not a luxury. It's a right to be healthy. It's a right to live. If I break my arm, 
as soon as I'm done with this podcast, if I get up and I trip over my cat and I break my arm, I should be able to go get it fixed like in every other civilized country in the world. Well, they're not as big as the United States of America. Um, Yeah, they also don't have the budget that we have. They also don't have the facilities that we have. They also don't have the, uh, the talent that we have to make this a thing. So don't give me that damn per capita bullshit. That's like saying, uh, there's only one Twix bar and uh, I'm here and I want to eat it. Well, that's not, that's not how it is. Everyone can have a Twix bar in the United States because there's a lot of mouths to feed and there's a whole fuck ton of Twix bars. That was a really bad metaphor. I can do better than that. I'm not going to, but no, absolutely. It should be paid for. It should be paid for for everybody. Eliminate government subsidies. Eliminate Medicare and or, or actually make Medicare the, the standard. It should be universal. My phone will not stop. Jeez, man. Anyway, yeah, healthcare should be free of charge for everyone that lives in this country and around the world, to be honest with you. Let them handle their own, but... And, and most of them do. Most of them take care of their own. We don't take care of ourselves because money, because uh, profits and profits are more important than humanity, comfort, health, and, and love. It really is. I know I've said love twice now, but it's true. Money and, and Jesus, Jesus Christ, is way more important than the comforts of humanity in our country. And it's sad, and it will change someday. It would be nice if we would do it within my son's lifetime so he doesn't have to worry about this bullshit in case unfortunately, if he ever gets sick. So that's a really stupid way to put it. Um, and you know, but thank you for the question. Here's another dumb question though. Um, (laughs) this is the dumbest thing I've ever read. And this actually wasn't, um, this was a message that I don't think he's meant to, to have it read on the podcast, but this guy named CJ was just like going full on racist retard at this point. You can't say retard in America anymore. No, with this guy, you can um, yeah, CJ says shooting isn't a gun issue. It's a white boy issue. All right. First of all, let's go back to my catchphrase. If you're not judging people on character, actions, and skills only, then you're a fucking idiot. That's it. It doesn't matter the color of people's skin, but let's say that it did. Let's say that, you know what, let's go to all the shootings, all of them, not just the mass shootings, but all the shootings, and let's judge them all only by skin color. Let's do that. Well, first of all, 60 some odd percent of this country are white boys. So of course, we're probably going to shoot more people. That kind of makes sense, doesn't it? We've had Asian shooters. We've had Muslim shooters. We've had, of course, black shooters. We had Mexican shooters. That's a constant thing all the time. Uh, Chicago, anybody? (laughs) I'm actually supposed to be there right now, uh, but it got canceled, and I'm kind of glad I'm not. Not a big fan of Chicago, even though I am a fan of Lou Malnati's Pizza. (sighs) Anyway, it's, um, it's not a race thing, okay? It's not a race thing. It's a loneliness thing. It's an attention thing. It's a celebritizing these gunmen thing. So for you to sit there and say it's a white boy issue, that just makes you dumber than freaking Brillo pads. Do you even know what a Brillo pad is? It's like a piece of metal, like scrap metal with 
like soap on it, I think, and then you scrub things with it. Actually, you're not as smart as a Brillo pad. You're dumber than a Brillo pad, by far. At least Brillo pads serve a purpose. You, you're just trying to spread anger and spread division and spread hate and spread your stupid agenda, whatever that is. So, CJ, you can, uh, you can go eat a butt. Okay, eighth question. We're moving right along. This is going to be a quick one. This is going to be good, unless something fires me up. Uh, Gail, G-A-Y-L-E, Gail. What are the best restaurants you've had on Go There, Eat That? Now, I like those kind of questions, because that right there is an hour-long answer. I can talk about some of the places that we've done on Go There, Eat That uh, in depth, because I absolutely love them. Um I'm not going to put them in any certain order, but I'll say the two that I've gone back to, there's only two places that I've gone back to. Monell's in Nashville, Germantown location. It's an old house. It's uh, You sit at a table community style with uh, you know other families, other people, and they have the best fried chicken. They have the best everything that they put in front of me. And it's like basically Thanksgiving dinner every time you go there uh, with strangers sometimes, unless you've got enough people to fill up a table absolutely fantastic everything from the iced tea to the desserts to the breakfast that they serve at like midnight to 2 a.m on certain days it's literally we filmed there twice and actually we went back for breakfast so it's in the same episode but you could say we went there three times absolutely fantastic mike uh king is the uh is the owner up there i know he's opening up locations like in uh the philippines not the philippines um what's the one that's closer here uh, the Caribbean, just different locations all over Nashville. I The guy's amazing. He's got a great story. I'm glad to have been able to tell it and um, and to showcase that food, and more importantly, to eat that food. Every time I go back to Tennessee, I have to go back to Nashville. Every time I go to Nashville, I have to go back to Monell's. Have to. The other one is in San Antonio, Cellas Tacos. The first time we went there was in 2015. We, she had a little food truck. And I fell in love with not only her food, which is unbelievable, but fell in love with Chella herself, um, her whole family, uh, Luciano, all of them are just amazing people. I got to go back a couple years ago and film again because she opened up a brick and mortar restaurant and it was better. It was better. It was, I don't know how, but it was better. They had these like the mole sauce on these enchiladas were just unfreaking believe. I've been trying to duplicate it. I can't. It's too good. And they're just, and we went back there a third time actually to film a show called Too Sweet, uh, which was about desserts and stuff, but we still partook. So I've been there like a bunch of times. And I've been there once with, uh, with another friend of mine too. And we just, I have, every time I'm near San Antonio, I go out of my way to go to San Antonio if I'm in Texas just to go eat at Cella's. So I could also say uh, Katz's Deli, which we're going to be filming at again here soon for the New York Ham show. Um, I've never had a sandwich that good. The pastrami on rye, unbelievable. It just melts. And I'm not a pastrami fan, but I've been craving that ever since. Um, Lucha Libre Gourmet Tacos in San Diego is amazing. The Taco Guild. I know there's a theme with tacos here, right? But I'm a taco guy. The Taco Guild in Phoenix was amazing. Uh, Even here in town, uh, like Idleweiss, uh, German restaurant, Absolutely fantastic. Heart of Jerusalem, absolutely fantastic. Trinity Brewing, absolutely fantastic. Uh, there's been places all over Vegas. Uh, Philippe the Original in Los Angeles, unbelievable. The Cod Mother, I mean, I, I can't narrow it down. 
but um, I'm excited to turn the Go There Eat That show into something completely new pretty soon. It's going to be more of an Anthony Bourdain thing. He's not doing it anymore, so I'm going to kind of pick up and talk more about the culture of the cities to the backdrop of food, which is what he did. Uh, so I can't wait to start meeting people and uh, getting that rolling again. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's uh, season three of Go There Eat That should be maybe next year. I got to get in shape first, though. I have to get in shape, have to be ready. And then when that happens, I'll start booking stuff. Uh, but thanks for that question. That's a fun one. Uh, let's see here. Number nine from, uh, I didn't write a name down. Oh, this is from Kathy. Uh, why don't you support our military and the military culture? Well, first of all, Kathy, you know nothing about me. Um, I was in the army for a long time and, um, I was in that culture. Of course I support the culture. Of course, if they would have called me to war in that period, I was in the Bill Clinton years. You know, I got out of the army 18 days before 9-11. There's no way I could have known. I kept waiting for them to call me back with the stop-loss deal, but they never did, or they couldn't find me. Um, but either way, it's, it's not that uh, what I'm talking about last week on the podcast. It's not that I'm against anything as, as far as the military goes. Of course we need the military to be there and defend our borders and all that stuff. Of course we do, and our allies and everything like that. Yes, we need that. I support that. Of course I do. Duh. Why do you think I joined up? Well, I joined up for college money, but I knew that was always there. You know, and they started shooting at each other in Korea. I was in Korea at the time. When they started shooting at each other in Bosnia, I was in the army at that point. I could have gone easily. They just didn't need me at that point. And it's not that I'm against the military at all. I just don't think we need to be spending that much of our of our tax money and I just and, and borrowing money from the Federal Reserve to spend, you know, $750 billion a year on the military, which is more than the next 10 countries combined. I don't think we need to do that. I don't think we need to be attacking other countries. There's better ways to do it. I don't think we need to have planes flying over the Super Bowl. I don't think we need to have tanks on the corner during Fourth of July parades. I don't think everything has to be war, 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 war. It, we've had it long enough. When are we going to grow up? We're not playing army soldiers anymore. Everything has war in it. Everything has fighting and killing in it. That's just our, you know, thankfully we've transferred most of that into fantasy through video games and movies and TV shows. But it's still a war culture. And that's what I was talking about. And that war culture influences kids that have no life and no attention and no love and no direction and no future that influences them to doing like shootings and stuff like that. So I'm not talking bad about the military at all. I was in the military. I'm a veteran. Hello. It's not something I wear on a hat. It's not the most proud thing I've ever done in my life. My kid is. My business is. But I was there. I did my part. So I'm not the person you need to have that conversation with. So anyway, there's that. Did I fire through all 10 of these questions already? I did, didn't I? Wow, I'm a badass, and it's only been like maybe, what, a half hour? Okay, the last question I'm pretty sure was a joke, but I'm going to take it seriously again. The question is, what is love? Then in parentheses it says, baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> I love that song. My old band Slugworth used to do that song. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. 
I love that song. It's, it's a badass jam, man. Um, what is love? That's a great question. And here's the thing. I don't think you know, and I don't think I know. I don't think there's a possible answer for what is love. It, it's a case-by-case basis like everything. Everyone has a different definition of love. My definition of love is at this point, I'm looking at it on my wall, looking back at me. My son, my mom, my cat's over here. I love those things. I love those people. I love that animal. I love my business. I love what I get to do. I love traveling and filming and telling stories and experiencing these cultures uh, that are all over the country and soon all over the world. I like being Brandon Bishop. I like doing, I love doing this podcast. That's, I, I don't know if it was, like I said, I'm sure you were joking, but I don't attach the word love to like a relationship. I don't, I just don't. Love is, you know, when I go on my hikes and I'm at the top of the mountain, I look over the city and I just love what I'm seeing. So, I mean, that is love to me. And I love talking to everybody on these podcasts. So keep your questions coming. Uh, if you got comments, if you love me, if you hate me, if you're in between, let me know about it. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a debate. We could do it in person. If it's a serious enough debate, I will invite you to the studio. And I got another microphone right here. And we'll just debate or we can do it online. We can do it on Skype. I don't give a damn. Let's just have a conversation and uh, let's love each other as much as we possibly can. That is what love is. Let's stop disrespecting each other. Let's stop acting like selfish little entitled assholes. Let's not be the guy who almost hit a kid on outside of a school bus because he stormed through a school zone with a stop sign on the bus and everything. Don't be that fucking asshole. Don't smoke in front of entrances. Turn your fucking music down in your car and stop booming bass when you're in a residential area. Little things like that. If we all take care of each other, just take care of our little small circles, then all those small circles will interchange and interlock, and then we'll have this nice, big, long chain of happy fucking people. It's not that damn hard. Anyway, thank you for sending in all the questions, everybody who did, for better or worse. I appreciate you spending the time sending me your questions and comments. And uh, until next week, thanks for listening to the Brandon Bishop Podcast with me, Brandon Bishop.